Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. Today I'm so excited because I have a guest I have been fighting to get on my show for months and months and months. I feel like he's been dodging me, moving, shaking, slipping and sliding, but I finally have him here. This is legitimately one of my favorite marathoners, if not the favorite marathoner of mine. Mr. Dr. Brian Solberg. Hey, Welcome, Brian. Hey, good morning, Fitz. Happy Thursday. It is great to be here, the 2017 version of May the 4th. So, hey, oh, may the 4th be with you. Yeah. Hashtag get to work. Go hotties. Hashtag, that's right. Hashtag Star Wars nerd. Oh, there you go. Are you a Star Wars nerd? I love Star Wars. Really? I love Star Wars. I'm, you know what? I never really paid much attention to any of the beginning, what, six or okay. however, but I've watched the last two and they're pretty decent. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a Star Wars nerd, but I'm a nerd in general. You're, so. you're, up, you're up on times. It's all good. Mm -hmm. it's all and good. when I've done the Star Wars races, I've paused to, paused to have kissing contests, like smooch the characters. So. Oh my gosh. Oh, but you stole my heart. I need to change my costume. I know. Obviously. You should have showed up. Chewbacca. So, um, so Brian, you have a really interesting story and, you know, inspiring all those things, but you're also just really cool guy. You're the happiest runner on any course on you're any so given kind. day. Well, that's the best marathoner out there. It's not the fastest one. It's the one that has the most fun. Yeah. There and you that's go. you. Don't you? Don't well, I don't know. There may be ones that are more fun. That's okay too. I have a lot of fun. I see them all coming through and I'm pretty sure you're the, you're okay. the happiest finisher on the that's course. That's that last point too, because you know, there's really three parts to a marathon. There's that first 20, which is all about behaving yourself um, <laughs> to get to the middle part. There's the last point two, which is really fun. And there's that beast six miles in the middle. And no matter where you are in your fitness, how you're feeling that day, you never know how that six is going to go. And, you know, in a way, it's like life because you just don't know what's going to happen. It can be really happy. You can be sad. You can be nauseated. You can be stressed. You can feel like quitting and you can keep on going. Or you can have any or all of those in that six miles. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to go into your story. So this year you've been celebrating your 17th spine anniversary. 17th spine anniversary, upper yeah. spinal cord injury, same old as Christopher Reeves, C1, C2. So, uh, and let's go back. You were doing, before your spinal cord injury, you were already doing marathons. I hiked a lot. I did one marathon a year, Portland Marathon, because I lived up in Corvallis, Oregon. Go uh -huh. Beavs, OSU. And uh, so, yeah, I would, but training for me then was a couple weeks before I go out and do a, a 10 mile or so, and then just go do the marathon, yeah. And, and, and you're an anesthesiologist. I'm board certified in anesthesiology and critical care, yes. And so it was a car accident, is that correct? There were a couple of things that happened. There was a, uh, an accident involved with a drunk driver. And it also turned out at the time I had, uh, which we found out, a spinal cord uh, birth defect in my neck. I'm the oldest known survivor of this. I was literally missing a bone in my neck all of my life. I should have died when I was born. Really? Uh, most people uh, either die when they're born or when they're two or three years old. They fall off a tricycle and they just die because it's yes. right. It's, it, it innervates above the level of the diaphragm, so you stop breathing, you just suffocate right there. What is the name of that bone? It's called the odontoid with an O. Odontoid. Look that up. Yeah, I was missing that. And um, when the neurosurgeon came and showed me my films, uh, he said, 
I said, well, that's not me. There's now, no Darth Vader. Now, is this after the accident? This is after the accident when we're getting ready for surgery. Okay. And now that I know we need surgery, <laughs> okay. there's a reason my arms and legs aren't working very well. It's because uh, of the spinal cord trauma from the uh, sliding of the bones over the spinal cord. And yeah, and so the spinal cord is uh, is a big deal, and I don't think people understand. I had in my master's degree program, and I'm I'm sure I knew far less than you do, but I remember the instructor telling us that the actual spinal cord had the consistency of an overripe banana. I'll go with that. Yeah. How frightening is that? Because it's so vulnerable. Yeah, I think about now. It's uh, it's pretty frightening back then. Yeah. So yeah, it gets bruised. It doesn't like to be bruised. It doesn't like to be hurt. That's why it's encased in the bones. The bones aren't supposed to move that much. Mine move a lot, moved a lot. They still move a little bit more than they're supposed to, which is why I have to be careful. Uh, but yeah, and of course, this level at C1, C2, as you know, Christopher Reeves was a complete quadriplegic. I am an incomplete quadriplegic. All four limbs are affected, and all the systems below my neck are also affected also. But I'm very blessed to just be alive, let alone doing marathons. Absolutely. So were you were you actually told you'll never walk again type thing? Uh, big chance of that. Uh, big chance every time I've gone in for surgery, which is twice so far. Uh, there may be a third one looming. I don't like to think about that, but we're, we're doing well after two. Yeah. Um, there's at least a 10 to 20% mortality uh, effect either neurologically or, or, or bleeding problems also because it's going to be a big blood loss problem up there. So. But but that's only if you're in an accident again type thing. Uh, we did, we're not sure. There's okay. no one else to compare this to, which is why I'm written up in a couple of journals. Which and, is uh, really yeah. So you're an anomaly. You're you're my favorite freak. Oh, there we go. I'll go like freak. Like crazy, I'll go with amazing, fitness, miracle fitness, athlete. Fitness freak. There we go. Right there. Yeah. Every step is a blessing. Yeah. So you have the accident, mm -hmm. and then um, and then you have surgery, mm -hmm. and and were you wheelchair bound for a while or um, were you up and walking soon? Uh, the first one was worse on my arms. It affected arms and legs. The second one was really big on my legs. Um, using uh, wheelchairs, relearning to walk in a pool. They have some really cool things now where they actually put like almost like a life preserver around someone's hips and they can take off 60, 70, 80% of the body weight sure. on a treadmill. I didn't have that back then. I uh, spent hours and hours in a pool with a floats on, because otherwise, mm -hmm. <laughs> which would flip me onto my back and the lifeguard would get up, put my feet back Aww. down. And that's how I relearned really to walk was in a pool. I come out looking like a prune. Sure. Um, on land, after, gosh, a couple months, for example, um, I was. it would take me about an hour to walk a quarter mile with my walker. Wow. Um, so yes, it's, it's come a long way. Wow. I, as we, we joke about now, uh, at being after some of my first events, uh, La Jolla Half, it took me over five hours for that half marathon. Um, I've, I've been able to take that time less than half of that now. So I have both a five-hour half marathon and a five-hour marathon now in my, in my resume. And so, so, folks, this is what we're dealing with is that Brian has had this incredible um, upper spinal cord injury. And I told you at the beginning he's my favorite mar marathoner, but... He literally is a marathoner. How many? How many on? Well, on, let's go. On, you've started in the um, the push rim. Is that correct? Push rim and hand cycle wheelchairs. I have hundreds in those two. Hundreds both, of marathons. Well, because I would rim. I would do at least one a week in training. Okay. Yeah, and and, and of course some of some official ones. And if you've not seen this before, look up push rim or hand cycle um, marathons or marathoners races because sure. they're so cool and they're really a great they are, addition they are to any of our races. Athletes, fabulous and, athletes. And I think they look like the Batmobile. They're very cool. They're that yes. long one long with that. One. Yeah, they're very they cool. Cycles, very sporty. Yeah. 
so then you're doing he's doing marathons. You're almost up to your 100th well, marathon. No, I on hit number foot. 76. All right, only last, 76. Last week, hopefully OC on Sunday will be number 77. We're pushing toward trying to get to number 100 be Carlsbad in 2018. I have a long way to go, but I had over 36 or so to do this year. I've done 14 this year. So I'm over a third of the way there. This year's about a third of the way done. We're on track. Uh, yeah, so and Carlsbad is very special to me. One, Rudy is there, of course. Right, Rudy uh, Novotny, my uh, other part of Team man, Noisy, everybody's myth, favorite race announcer. And it was the first one I did by myself, not in a wheelchair, post-spinal okay. cord injury. That was your first on foot? By myself. I had people with me on the other ones, but this one was by myself. So, no so it's guys. a very special one for me. And so I'm hoping it will be number 100. And actually, the way it looks right now, there's some people who may come do it with me. The whole thing, I'm very fortunate every year. Pamela, Deidre, Monique, Maureen, come meet me at mile 22 with a full sugar. Coke. Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mile 22, and they haul me in. Uh, but yeah, it's a very special one to me. So we're working to it. And the Carlsbad people have been so nice. They've actually promised me bib number 100. So now I have to do my part and hashtag get to work. Yeah. And get a few more marathons done before that. Time. Yeah. So, uh, A, I don't think there's a, sh I don't think there's a chance in hell you won't get there. Always so can. That's my I have whole so thing. much respect for the marathon. Yeah. We take distance. nothing for granted. So much respect for the marathon. The first marathoner died back in Greece, running from, running really? from marathon to Athens, and he died. He didn't have goo or clip bars no, or he didn't Gatorade. Need, yeah, <laughs> or Fitz or Rudy to bring him across that's the end. Right, yeah, that's poor right. guy. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. But he, he, he died doing something great, right? Yeah. It was Setting actually short, too. It was only about 24 to 25 miles. All right. Only. Well, are we giving this guy full There's credit There's a just in the only word. Well, he did die. You know. He did die. He did die. He made the he gave valiant effort. Yeah. Go Greeks, right? Go Greeks. So, um, so, so the moral of the story here is this is why... I'm sitting next to my favorite athlete is because I, I live and die professionally by the motto of no excuses. No excuses. And you are the guy who lives the no excuses Well, we all lifestyle. have challenges. We all do have challenges. we have to work through them. I yeah. use a cane. I wear three braces on my left leg, two on my right. It's just a matter of adapting, you know, adapting and trying to work our way through. Um, part of that comes from the Challenged Athletes Foundation, which... Is a great organization based here in in the San Diego area. Although they work worldwide, they raised over eighty million dollars uh, to help people with physical challenges. And for me, it's not been grants, but it's just been actually a total way of changing my life. What I'm going for. Uh, one of the greatest works of all time, the most important thing I ever learned in medical school, came from Elizabeth Kubler Ross. In her book, she talks about grief, the five stages of grief and loss, and it's a simple acronym: DABDA, D-A-B-D-A. D is denial, A is anger, B is bargaining with others or perhaps a higher being or the universe, uh, D is depression, and A is acceptance. And you can cycle in and out of all those different stages. And this can be losing someone who dies, losing something for yourself, especially with a physical challenge. And everyone I know reading through, I love reading your page. I'm going to get this, why this fits in so well, is because there's so many, we all have challenges. Yep. Uh, physical challenges, we've lost somebody, someone's wronged us, we've lost a job, we've lost a relationship. Everybody's got those. And if you sit in the depression stage, you have a choice. But realize you're asking the question at that point, why me? That's the question you're asking. 
And that's where I was when I met Challenge Athletes Foundation. And they helped me, and this is where your page is so great because I read about these people. You get to the next stage, which is acceptance. And there you're asking a different question. And that question is, what's next? What's next? And there you are. That's why I read of all Aww. these people. I read Rob and Melissa and Stephanie. Um, and reading about them on the page, going, oh my gosh, and all the other people with all the hotties on them. Like, hey, this is what's next for them. And how cool is that for that? Yeah, it's a pretty extraordinary group. So um, Brian's talking about the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge group page I have on Facebook, which now has close to 1,200 members. Wow. And, and you know what? And one of these great new members is, was one of my guides, Kimberly really? Johnson. If you hear this, Kimberly, I'm talking about you. Come on, Kimberly. Krista, she's on there, too. She just joined it. And she was one of the guides who helped pull me through the Boston Marathon. Helped pull you through Boston. About two weeks ago, yeah. Now, is she the one who planned to do your guide's so Brian went and did the Boston Marathon for the how many times? my fourth time. Fourth time. And he brings guides. And tell us what the guides do the for you. The guides are there. They're just great friends. They help protect me from getting knocked over, especially when wave one comes from behind. Oh, that's um, right. Because they let we start, us, um, we what start is it, early. mobility impaired mobility athletes impaired go athletes first. Or AWD, athletes with disabilities, as opposed to all-wheel drive. Because uh, <laughs> um, with my hands being so, I may need to help them open my uh, my goos or my gels. Um, they also help me hold the banner. Uh, they, they raise up the crowds and we just cheer. We all wear lobster hats, which is very cool. Yes. Once again, have as much fun as you can out there. Yeah. And they do help you. So, oh, so, so this, much so. So um, I'm going to ask, I'm kind of personal, but you seem pretty open about it. So we look at you. I see you coming across the finish line all mm-hmm. the time, and you you look uh, 100% unchallenged. It's that last like point, two miles. the strongest guy yeah. on the planet. And so well, you ignore my braces and my cane. That's very nice. Of well, you. and I do. It's, it's easy to, you know. It's funny. I wear a knee brace when I run, and people make such a stink. And I think, like, oh, eye roll. Oh, it's wait till fine. I show up. With, wait till I show up with my yeah, brace on. Brian's got seven. Even at the expo, I try yeah. to work at the expo because then people just. Yeah. Well, your, your doctor's not allowing you to do that. Well, actually, yes, my doctor helped me find this brace. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, so you're marathon or you're out like a beast athlete you're not like you are a beast of an athlete at home are there regular challenges i mean is it hard to fold laundry or oh gosh dinner? yes i don't really fold my laundry it kind of gets tossed into okay. various parts of my thing i, I wear uh, non-wrinkled clothes like this one shirt i have right now i cannot wrinkle this clothes uh most of the things in my dishwasher are plastic yeah really <laughs> so when i when and if i drop them which is more like when i don't oh. break them buffet lines crazy i don't like buffet lines because i always worry about it Really? It's okay. We work hard. Yeah. yeah. So, so you have you have real life challenges, yet you can still go be beast athlete. Yeah. And just like everybody can. Everybody yeah. can. And, every, and maybe you're maybe you're working on a five k right now, and that's your marathon. For me, my marathon so we're my marathon sessions in the pool. We're learning to walk. So whatever you're doing, a bike ride, a stroll, a five k. There's no just. There's no only. That is your marathon. And how cool is it that's where you are right now? Yeah, you know, what's interesting is um, what, you, what you have a great grasp on is uh, I do corporate fitness presentations and I help corporates, corporations who are trying to get all of their employees healthier and so forth. And they constantly go straight to a weight loss challenge. Okay. And, and why, why that's nice for the bulk of the people, not everyone fits in that category. Mm-hmm. And so I say, let's forget just the weight loss. Let's do a do better be better yeah. challenge. And so some of the people are going to want to lose five pounds, 50 pounds, a hundred pounds, and that's their version to do better, be better. Yeah. But some people need to stretch more to get rid of their back pain. And sure. some people need to cut down on sugary sodas and, yeah. you know, wherever you are, yeah. it's just about doing better than you have done before and, and, and being write better those, than you write were. those goals down yeah. and you put them on paper. And this is my big thing. I don't put them on post-it notes. 
The sticky notes are really easy to take off the bathroom mirror. Yeah. I use full-blown Gorilla Tape on my tape. Okay. On my mirror. <laughs> and they go there. So if I'm taking that off, i got to scrub my you mirror. You got a Sharpie? Yeah. You got a Sharpie out? Oh, there's Sharpie on the paper, and it's, and it's Gorilla Taped all four sides out of the mirror. So if I'm going to take that, that thing down, I have to – I'm either giving up on something, which I don't like to do, or I've already, I've already completed it. But it's like a sticky note, it's easy to take that sticky note off the yeah, mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tape, about it. Not so, not so easy. And my goals this year are to do 2017 miles on foot in 2017. I'm gonna hit 800 during your marathon for the year, so I'm on track. I'm way ahead of track of that. Of course, the marathons I told you about. Wanted to get yes. to a 50k on trail. That's for those of you who are math challenged, like I am sometimes. That's, that's 31, 31.056. Okay. Doggone those ultra marathoners do loops on trails. So even when you hit that, you're not done. You have to finish the loop. So it turned oh, out to be 32.4 miles. That no. Time. Yes. No, that's and totally so now unacceptable. I'm, but that's the way it is. <laughs> I, an ultra marathoner is with you. I have not finished the loop. 1.763 miles. Maybe you got to finish the loop. You're not supposed to turn around. And then, so now I'm looking at a 50 miler in August. Uh, we'll see. I'll no. Um, so anyone's, once again, take your goals right them on a piece of paper, stick them with very sticky tape onto your bathroom mirror That's so you right. can't take them you off. Face them every day. You face them every day and you go do it. And whether it be weight loss, whether it be a distance, whether it be a long term thing like a year, um, it's interesting where people go with their weight. And I, I do love your 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 formula, the fix challenge. Formula and I for do follow it. I do follow it. You know. Um, now there's days, and I'll let you know if I do a marathon. That's a free day. Yeah. But the other days, I'm back on it, and it's keeping me down. Otherwise, I just want to eat like I did the day before. So so tell me, because when you joined the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge, I thought, ooh, Brian. But really, I look at you, and I thought, well, I can't help him do anything because he's oh. already there in every category, which was dumb mm. of me because I can make everybody better than what they were. Everybody can be better. But very quickly, you spoke up and said, I've lost, what, nine pounds or something yeah, like that. I was doing I was doing a bunch of marathons. I was eating like a marathon. Like a marathon, <laughs> like every day, even though I was doing maybe one a week, and which is kind of what I'm on right now. And you can't do it. Well, I can't do that, or I'll start putting weight on. Mm-hmm. So I, dro- I immediately dropped nine pounds. Wow. And I was like, whoa, it's kind of, I'm faster now. This yeah. is really good. Um, do you, has it affected your speed? Uh, well, I P- this last year, yeah, I went and I did, last year was about a PR year. I had two goals. I wanted to make both in the marathon and half marathon, and I made both of them. And so this year it's more about distance and doing them. And, but those two, which were specific marathons, that's where I wanted to break five hours in a marathon, which a lot of my able-bodied friends would be crying if they were that slow. But for me, oh my gosh. For me that's pretty cool. Five-hour marathon. It was sub five. That's really a good yeah. race. Well, thank you. And I don't need to do, ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it again. Although you probably will. <laughs> but I'm in no hurry to do it again. What? Uh, but which yeah, race I was feel, that? It was Ravel Canyon out of Azusa. Was it super hard? Were you dying? Uh, no, no, it's 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 a very fast course. There's a lot of downhill. I like it. downhill. And yeah, downhill is fast. It's not an easy course, but uh, if if any marathon is easy, uh, but it was there. Um, but I think the other thing too is when people are deciding to make a choice, and this is stepping a little bit out of the balance, which what I think I see happening on your um, on your website is they're deciding that they, the individual, or I, I'll use me, I'm worth it. I'm yes. worth it to make this change in my lifestyle, whether it be exercise and or a diet, yeah. which is huge. I'm eating a lot less meat. I'm eating an apple, carrots, and a banana every day. Nice. And I even try and throw in a salad a couple times a week, wow. which I was never doing before <laughs> I entered the, the hottie body challenge. Um, the other thing which is interesting is, for me, is the way I start each day. 
And that helps me get into the mindset that I am worth it and I'm going to follow some of the recommendations. Uh, for me, like with DABDA, I love acronyms. This is as simple as letter G. And then I go through the vowels, okay. A-E-I-O-U. And I add each one in before I get up in the morning. So starting with G, this is the start of each of these words. G, the A, I throw in is grateful. And this is from Dr. Heidi Hanna, big supporter of Challenge Athletes Foundation. I find at least five things before I get up in the morning that I'm grateful for. Now, that five can turn into 10 and 20 and 30 sometimes, which yeah. is fabulous. Um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's like, well, you know, I'm hurting a lot, but I'm grateful for this bed I'm laying in. I'm grateful that there's nobody shooting outside my door. Things oh, like that. Simple. So once again, to get your five, <clears throat> A, E is E is get. And this comes from Bill Walton, the NBA Hall of Famer. Uh, Bill, as you may know, you've read his book, Back from the Dead. His lower, his back, his legs, his feet are riddled with surgery, riddled with pain. He even was laying on the floor one time after like his 25th or 29th back surgery, wanting to die. But now he's able, he's found something he can do. He can ride his bike. And so every morning when he gets up, and he does this on our Rides for Challenge Athletes Foundation, he raises his hands up above the air, and of course that's over 10 feet with his wingspan, right. and he says, I get to ride my bike today. That's the E. You, you know, I like that, and and some people say, "Oh, I have to run." No, you get, I get to, to run. run. It's a I privilege. get to go to the gym. Yeah. I get to have this healthy food that Absolutely. I am worth having today. E I I is give. What can I give today? Because the people who give are more happy. And even get into that later. With some favorite, my, some of my favorite stories about that. But I, even on a marathon, if I'm seeing someone struggling. I tap my shoulder, hey, you're doing okay. You're going to make it through. Mm -hmm. And they see my brace and they go, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm going with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even as a volunteer, thank you, volunteer. Thank you for here. What can you give? Oh, for me is God. Although for other people, it can be another higher being. It can be the purpose of the universe or some higher purpose to think of. And finally, the you. And then I have two for that now because one used to just be goo. It's like, okay, you? with all these great things in my life, I can put up with the goo in life. That's right. Of course, now I also realize that guide also is spelled that way. Mm. And so I think of all the guides I've had over the years. Wendy and Pamela and Eric and, and Maureen and Diane and Evelyn and, of course, uh, Katie and Karen, of course, uh, uh, my two from Boston, the wonderful Kristen and the wonderful Kimberly. Yes. So I'd like to be a guide of yours one day. Oh, let's be a guide? Can I do that? You bet. That would be really fun. Let's do it someday. Yeah, and I always run alone because I'm cranky. Okay. But I feel like I wouldn't be cranky if I'm I were I'm not too cranky. You. I'm not too cranky alone. <laughs> You're not cranky at all. <laughs> <laughs> what could you what tolerate? Be the and the yang? Could you tolerate a cranky it if it's colder? It would be colder? wonderful, fabulous. Oh my god. I don't gosh. think you'd be that cranky. I, I know, you great. would make me happy. You'll be happy. Uh-huh. So so let's it's still there. Okay. <laughs> um tell me about um the lobster hat and how that started because uh Brian runs with a lobster hat on, which I love, and it makes him very identifiable, and his guides do too. Lobster hat was in one of my early marathons, rock and roll, big marathon in San Diego. And I was by myself and uh, my family and friends were gonna kind of meet me along the way, and I was way ahead of schedule, which is really great. The problem was I wasn't there when they came by. Oh, and no. And nobody knew where I was. There was no tracking back then. And they thought I was dead. And, you know, oh. Or laying on the ground somewhere. You know, fog store. I always talk about that. Fog store found on ground side of road. Yes, uh, yeah. Drag across want, finish line. Yeah, you don't want to be fog store found on ground side of road. And so now I wear the lobster hat. So people are like, oh, yeah, he's up there. And that came from uh, a lot of funny hats uh, that were given to me over the years in a volunteer spot I had in my, my son's school as a traffic guy. I wore a funny hat every day. 
and everybody smiled a little bit. So once again, what, who's the best traffic person? The one who's having the most fun out there. That's so let's smile. Right. Yeah. And how did you choose lobster? Lobster is one of a number of my favorite hats. And one of the parts of it is I don't even really feel it's up there. Some of the hats are very heavy. They get caught in the wind. This one doesn't do that. And mm. so that's how it sort of became that. And do you do every race in the lobster hat? No, I don't. Um, I have to admit there have been two races. Uh, one in 2013, which was the Loya Half, my first time going back there. Okay. After my over five-hour, really slow half marathon. Loya half marathon, when I got there and the venue was already gone. Oh, in fact, they were no. so nice they actually ran and got me medal. But I was trying to do the, the um, triple. I was trying to do the triple crown, and you have to be under the three-hour time limit. So I was very worried that day. So I didn't wear it that day. I actually PR broke 2.30 that day, so it was pretty cool. Really? But I didn't wear it that day. I also caught a lot of garbage from people about where my hat was. <laughs> but oh. I was and the other one was, uh, I think, the day I met you, which would have been in 2016 on the half marathon at Walt Disney World. Yes. I did not have a lobster hat on that day because I was so nervous to try and run a half marathon one day and a full marathon the next. Oh, my gosh. So I, wasn't, I was so nervous. I said, okay, we're just going to play it straight. So I didn't wear it that day. I actually didn't even bring the lobster hat along because I was so nervous. But I did go out and buy a Tigger hat. So the next day when you Aww. saw me, I wore the Tigger hat <laughs> for the for the Mickey Mouse marathon. That's really interesting. You know, I'm such a, um, like I tell you, I become a, a cranky runner. It's usually after mile 10 I become quite cranky. But I don't understand how the people run in these elaborate costumes. Oh, it's pretty awesome that they do that. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I would wear, if I weren't a modest girl, I would go out like, you know, the pro runners who wear the little undies and the sports bra. There you go. That's not my style, okay. but I wish it were. I wish it was too. Oh. <laughs> you know, we know how great you look. <laughs> the unencum you know, the cumbersome stuff. But I couldn't imagine putting on a ball gown and a... I don't know. Yeah. We're just the few costume so races. The few costume races I've won, I've been very careful with. Um, the favorite one I ran with was Fred Flintstone. Cute. And once again, it was just a smock, and it wasn't really that Simple. bad. And the big blue hat, the big Grand Poobah hat, went on top. Oh, that I was love really, the Grand Poobah. We'll go on Facebook. I'll show you that picture sometime. That's uh, great. It was, pretty, it was a pretty fun day. So you know what that just triggered is I'm announcing Buffalo Marathon on Memorial right. Day, and they promised me a buffalo hat, and I. Instantly oh, okay. was drawn to it. Like, I need okay. one of those. I'm right. so excited. But if you don't have one, let me know. Because I have a couple. So. Well, that's the correlation is yeah. I grew up watching Flint, Fred Flintstone Fred every day. Yeah. The Grand Poobah. Go Buff. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I have a Grand Poobah hat, too, which is actually really that's cool. pretty epic. It's very blue. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would run in it, but I will yell it. I did run it. It was, a half, it. it was a half marathon. I ran it. Was it a big one? Yeah, to hear. Really? I, to, I actually put newspaper in it to help keep it up. So was it was your head sweaty? It was a very hot day in August <laughs> in San Diego on Friars Row. the other thing, all these people in wigs. Oh, yeah, it's great. I can't figure it out. Yeah, see, mine's actually perfect because lobster hats has actually got an opening right back. I can pour the water right there. It goes right on my perfect. head. Perfect. And yeah. how many lobster hats do you have? Well, I use one in my house right now. I have close. I had a dozen. I'm dropping down them because all my guides wear them too. Yeah, do so you let the I'll guides more. have them? Well, you bet. That's what I wonder. If they want them. I actually them. wondered what happens if there's no lobster hats and Brian needs more. That's your shtick. You need to have an arsenal of lobster I've got, hats. I've got at least five or six. Are so. they expensive? Uh, no. they're. It's, it's actually of all my funny hats, of which I have about 150. Wow. It is my cheapest one. Okay. I got it for four ninety five at Oriental, no. Oriental Trading Company. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The new ones coming out aren't quite as nice now. So my my new stock is actually through Amazon Prime from China. 
Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I wish I, you know what? Yeah. Will you bring me one to the expo so I can put it on when you come across the finish line? I will, I will try to remember at this. At the OC Marathon? I remember this. Could okay. I do that? Would, would that be do? special if I lobster hatted you from the stage? And that would be very fabulous. From lobster to lobster? I will be so honored. <laughs> as, I, as I've always tell you, I am one of your biggest and certainly your most unworthy fans. Oh, so. you're the sweetest. I tell you what. We look for you when you're um, when you're running one of our races. Rudy and I are on Brian Watch, oh, like God. hardcore Brian Watch. You got <sighs> the uh, binoculars out San Diego. That's a really long stretch. That's a long stretch. That finish San Diego half, yeah. the San Diego half. So yeah. we, you know, we're we're looking for you. Yeah, and that was wonderful. Oh, and I got to walk you across the finish line. That, that was race. the best. I got a hug before, which was even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hugs, and I never looked at those pictures. I'm gonna have to go back and look at those. They're great pictures. Are they? I bet yeah. they're really good. Yeah. So, what are your other best adventures out in racing? Oh, gosh. You know, I always look forward to the first one, the next one coming up, because I want that to be my favorite of all time. Okay. So that's how I look at it. I mean, Boston's amazing. The people are amazing. Um, if you are up to a marathon, and if you can't qualify by time, I, I encourage you to uh, go for one of the fundraising bibs. Not only will we be helping some amazing people, but the Boston Marathon is just fantastic. Yeah. And the, the people, they say there's over half a million people along the way. And so that is an amazing, amazing time. New York was great. All the bridges, the five boroughs. Taking a picture of in Harlem what with a picture, run like you stole something yeah, in yeah. Harlem <laughs> with a grandmother. How cool is that? <laughs> you know, of course, the, the signs of people along the way. You know, I find your lack of training disturbing with the Darth, Darth Vader picture. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Now, um, do you... Do people go especially crazy for you? I imagine you get mad respect. Oh, I get a lot course. of a lot of things. Are, I love your hat, and a lot of them are teenage girls in high school. So I'm thinking to myself, self, why didn't you have this hat when you were in high school? When I was in high school, was high school. Is that all the boys need? I've got a son. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. But they go especially crazy for you, don't I think people on people people see you struggling. To, yeah. Well, you're not struggling, but they see that you have challenges and they go whoa yeah and and there of course are some jokes both on lobster and crab level and most of which i've all heard before caught a new one in boston ready to claw yourself across the finish line i had to turn around and go that is new i love that thank you and you're such a punny guy punishment yeah he punishes us (laughs) with his puns i literally i love them yet i do the biggest eye roll every time Comment on my Facebook post. I go, oh, okay, that's Ryan. Fine. It's not harassment if we're both enjoying it. Okay, that's right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you work with Challenge Athletes Foundation. So, who are the who are the athletes that blow your mind? Oh, the Challenge Athletes Foundation has has people from all over the world. We have, of course. Uh, people who've been born with birth defects, people who've lost limbs due to uh, cancer or trauma, people with who've uh, lost spinal cord injuries, once again due to cancer or trauma, birth defects. The one that gets me every year, and this is actually my, my favorite day of the year, is the San Diego Triathlon Challenge. SDTC, I think it's misnamed. I think it's to be San Diego Triathlon Celebration. It's usually the third weekend of October this year in 2017. It'll be October 22nd. We take over La Jolla Cove. There's a triathlon going on. One to five hour spin classes. You would love it. Um, there's uh, what's going to triathlons going on. But, you know, the best part of it is actually at 10 o'clock. And they may change the time this year, but it's always been at 10 o'clock, is the kids run. They are the ones who are my heroes. Yeah. First, the ones, it's about a quarter mile run down along the coast. And the first one who run are the really fast kids with prosthetics 
arms and legs. You're like, oh my gosh. And then they follow them with the kids in wheelchairs who are going really fast too. And then if your if your eyes aren't wet and bawling at that point, yeah. then the third wave comes, which is the very slow prosthetics. The kids were just learning to walk walk with their prosthetics and the kids in wheelchairs being pushed, being pushed by the kids with prosthetics. Oh. And I always, I'm supposed to leave at nine o'clock for my leg of the triathlon every year. I always wait till about 10, 15 because yeah. I'm going to watch the kids run. That, if you can't be touched by that or you can go look at, just Google that or go to Challenged Athletes uh, page on Facebook or Google Challenged Athletes Foundation Kids Run, look under images. That to me, those are my heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with you. And I'm actually I work desperate for. to come. And that's who I work for because, uh, you know, what we do for ourselves is going to die with us, but what we do for others will live on. Mm. And that's where they are. That's yeah. beautifully stated. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, oh, it's, well, it's the, incredible, the, the determination yeah. and the pure joy, too, where so many of us would be looking at these kids think maybe... Yeah, Daring to be sad, but you can't because the kids are having so much fun yeah. and and they're they're learning. They just want to be and, and that's the thing. The Challenge Athletes Foundation. There's so many other things out there too. And any of the bibs you can work for for Boston or other major marathons, they help people. They're giving to them. Um, there's a great great chapter. The book is um, I Am Third by Gail Sayers. Of course, was a great football player back with Chicago in the '60s, and. It, we, we know the chapter of Brian's song that was part of it, um, but he talks about I am third. Uh, my God is first, my friends and family are second, and I am third. And to help, help those people out and have a life of giving to other people. The other part about that is, this is a story my, my, uh, my, my parents talked to me about and I learned in Yosemite, was to be the third class passenger on a stagecoach. I have to explain that real quickly. Back in the Wild West, when you purchase a ticket, the most expensive was the first class passenger. And, and there was second class, of course, third class. If the stagecoach broke down, if you were a first class passenger, stagecoach breaks down, you get to stay on the stagecoach. You don't even uh -huh. get off. And that's, most people think that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, it is. Second class passenger, you had to get off the stagecoach. The cheapest ticket was a third class passenger. Not only did you have to get off the stagecoach if it broke down, you had to get out and help fix it. And what I have found is the happiest people in this world are the ones who've realized that the place to be isn't that first class passenger or the second class passenger. Be that third class passenger, the one who's out there making the world a better place, helping people out. If it's just one person, that breathes a little bit easier because of you. How great is that? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Who could sit back and not help? A lot of people do, right? Yeah. Not with you. So not only is Brian an incredible athlete. And I wish I could give more, though. I want to give more. Well, and more. you do. And he's also a troop leader for Eagle Scouts. Yeah, Boy Scout leader troop. Yeah. It's incredible. Great, great program. And what do you do for fun besides all of these athletic adventures and volunteer things? Gosh, that is the fun. I know. <laughs> we got to pick something else. I like, to, movie I like to eat. I like to go to movies. I like to go to movies. Yeah, movies okay. are great. All right, so I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite pre-race meal? In the morning or the night before? Well, in the morning. The morning. Yeah, you wake I, up I go simple. Time. I go simple. I go with a cliff bar. Cliff bar. Cliff bar, water. Simple, stupid. I Simple, like that. easy. And um, then, if you were to have, if you were going to be forced to listen to one song over and over and over for a marathon, which would it be? Oh, don't stop believing, Journey. Love there it. They are. That's a great choice. <laughs> Your um, dream racecation. 
um, love to do the other three majors because I haven't of the I haven't been to Tokyo, London, or Berlin yet. So those would be pretty cool. And but you've done Greece, Chicago. No, I haven't done Greece. I've done uh, have Chicago coming up. I've done New York and Boston. Isn't Greece one of the majors too? Or it's not no? considered one of the majors. Okay, but so it should be no, pretty cool too. I have no doubt you will do the, we'll the majors. We'll see. I don't know. Brian. Traveling is with my spinal cord is, is difficult. It's I've been to all seven continents. Um, it is challenging. I've always worked out, so I do backpacks. I never check a bag. Everything goes in. Even Antarctica, that took a little thought. Um, but uh, so I never know how my legs and how my body is going to be affected. So I don't have huge athletic goals okay. on my on my on my travels. I don't know. I look at you and I think okay. he's going to get it done. All right. We'll yeah, see. I'm questioning your questioning. It's all good either way. <laughs> so grateful. It's all gravy. All grateful either way. It's all gravy. And now, what is your advice for the average Joe or Jane out there who, you know, maybe they they want to join a gym or join a 5K or give them advice for the people who are afraid to get started? Decide whether or not you're worth it first. And once you decide you're worth it, because you are, mm -hmm. then you'll do something. And maybe it's walking one minute on a treadmill. Yeah. How cool is that? Take a day off, then do two more minutes the next day. Start slow. Start small. I had to restart that way back in 2000. And again, exactly one year later in 2001 after my spinal cord surgeries. And just start slow and work up. Awesome yeah. advice. Thank you so much for being my friend. Oh my gosh. And being my favorite marathoner. And finally being a guest on my podcast. You can breathe. Was it that bad? It was absolutely wonderful because you were here. So oh. thank you all. And bless you, everyone who's been willing to listen to this. I, I hope you all have a great life. Oh, Brian is adorable. He was really nervous. So um, where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media or something Oh, I'm like on that. Facebook. And if you're a friend of Fitz, you'll sh you can get a friend button on mine too. That's right. And it's Brian, B-R-Y-O-N, Solberg. And if you don't see it, send me a message anyway because I always check my spam. I always check my messages. Um, and uh, I friend just about everybody. Yeah. So, and Brian's yeah. really fun to follow too. He brings pure joy to fitness and exercise and running and, and just life. You're, you're a great gift to all of us. We're lucky oh, enough to have you. you're a gift to us, Fitz. You touch so many lives. Mm, I'm yes. working on it. I'm always working on it. I'm trying to be... It's trying to be uh, my combination of trying to be super nice and super pain in the assy so people do what they need to do. <laughs> Bossing them into uh, success, my bullying. Yeah, there are certain days in my calories I just don't post that because no, I know Fitz will see it. <laughs> I will see it. I'll get, well, if you, if you went a ride too many days in a row, I'd figure it out. Right, Brian, what's with the spare tire? But um, anyways, folks, thank you so much. Follow Brian on Facebook. Join the Hottie Body Challenge. Fitness Challenge Group, and you'll see him there too. Yeah, but follow Challenge Athletes Foundation yes. on Facebook. That's way better than me. No, way better than me. Challenge Athletes Foundation, definitely do there. Yeah. And you can contribute, you can donate, and help not only support opportunities for people with different obstacles, but uh, equipment. They buy wheelchairs, uh, athletic wheelchairs, right? Athletic because because insurance will not pay for athletics. They'll buy people a log for their leg but not a, a foot or a leg that would, the real fancy ones you see, they consider that a luxury. Yeah, yeah. And so we all who do sport know that sport is not a luxury. It's a necessity. Yeah, and it's not just for your body. The more you participate in sport, the better your mind is. So I love Challenge Athletes Foundation. Definitely follow there. And you can always find me at Fitness on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I've got so many outlets to bully you around. 
That's my goal. And of course, stick around and hear about my morning mile program and help me get more kids moving in the morning. Brian, can you help me out? Let's tell them what to do. Ready, set, get to work. Get to work. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.